Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the discovery of self has put a show away. With a thousand plus archive shows and new shows coming to you every Tuesday, we bring you illuminating people from around the globe. Visit our store for their services and books and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another Eco Solution show. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Rene Davis. You may have heard him uh, a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about the political revolution that is taking place not only in the US but globally and what we can do to step up to be a part of it. He's been a part of this movement since the 60s. He's actually even formed a training program for people who really want to step out and protest and how to do it in a way that is safe, secure and gets their message out there because after all we cannot combat the hate out there with hate. We have to do it with peace, with love in our hearts, uh, but with determination and a step up for humanity. So his, um, his book is The New Humanity. Um, I really do advise you to go back and listen to that show. The link is right here on the page uh, because he really talks a great deal about the human conscious today and what we can do about it. It's not abstaining and handing ourselves over to the politicians or the powers that be anymore. They're corrupt and we know that the system is broken. The only way we're going to fix it is for um, civilizations to come together in unison as a human being, not a person of color, not a person of sex, not a person of economics, but a person who is a human being who wants to look out for their other fellow human being and um, sustain and build a society where we do respect and uh, even honor each other. So Rene doesn't stop there though. He goes into the technology of things as well. And that's what we're going to be talking about <coughs> here today. We're going to be talking about uh, the technology that um, that his company and people like him have um, founded and that is making a difference out there. And it's uh, we're going to be discussing that and looking at the, the the processes, the technologies, the systems that are in place, because as he says, our civilization is global um, is and growing, but our oceans are dying. The ecosystem collapse is accelerating. Some scientists claim we've passed the point of no return on climate change <laughs> some time ago. Other others believe that we still have some time. What we do know for sure is that our global economic based uh, model based on endless growth and consumption has made real solutions um, to an unsustainable civilization seem distant and remote. The global, uh, the Colorado Sustainable Showcase is a new option to an unsustainable world, a new living system that we can support. Um, any farm, any community, government or nation seeking solutions to the long historical disconnect between people and nature. So we're going to be looking at what these systems are, what these technologies are, because after all, folks, we don't step up and start taking care of this planet. It's not going to want to take care of us. So let's bring Rene on and let's dive right into this. Welcome back to the show, Rene. Thank you. Hello. Great to have you back here again. Um, you know, <laughs> if you listen to the uh, politicians, uh, you know, uh, you know, this is all um, a hoax that the, you know, there's nothing going on in uh, in our ecosystem. Everything is hunky dory. Let's go back to coal and oil. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, some. It's easy to get discouraged when 
of species is at an early stage of awareness. You know, I, I say that not to be cute, but to give a little appreciation and wisdom to this discussion. Uh, we, as a society, as a world civilization, have not figured it out. And, you know, we can we can bash the Republicans and, and we, we can argue that we're going to change the existing system, and we should, and people are doing that in the thousands, but there, the, the situa- there is a group of us, you know, I put myself in this category that r- realize the magnitude of what we're facing as a species is just in, incomprehensible mm-hmm. to civilization itself. I mentioned last time we met that Arnold Toynbee has done the definitive study of civilizations that collapse, and he, he found in history that societies always believe everything is fine right to the end. Yeah. You know, and so so our <laughs> the ship reality, is sinking. We're okay. <laughs> it, it seems bizarre to say that you know it's some sort of almost psychic ability or unique gift to be able to simply look up from say the city life where you live and just notice that our oceans are dying and and put <laughs> two and two together right. that 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 actually oceans do affect human beings who live in cities it, right. it's really an incomprehensible concept to a person in a city uh you know everything is fine now you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm going to the nightclub you know i'll have my latte <laughs> as long but, as i'm okay you know the, it's the old ostrich isn't it yeah. you know head head in the in the sand but i don't think they actually actually understand that terminology the stitch in time you know it's yeah. what i grew up with it's always been there and if we don't take care of things now while they're controllable we're going to end up with a big rip that is uncontrollable yeah. and we're almost there aren't we we, we are. You know, I I would say that, I mean, you know, I don't want to discourage anybody that just wants to go to work and try to change the existing society. You know, we, we need that critically. At the same time, there's, there's a group of us that have come to the opinion that uh, the consequences of how we live on the earth are arriving in the present generation, that that there really is no way to stop climate change anymore. Uh, our science is already predicting a drought in the southwest of the United States that will make that entire region uninhabitable. I mean, if you just took that one issue and thought about mass migration occurring in yes. the United States, yeah. you know, it's not Syria anymore right. just fading Europe. It's like in our own midst, you know. Uh, you've got Mexico City is an in, inland city that is literally sinking and is has got a crisis of water right now. Uh, this we're talking about ten million people. What happens then when that whole city just goes under? Uh, the concept that we have uh, somehow able to solve our problem of food with the current agricultural system is another myth of civilization. Food insecurity is coming. That, that the, the use of pesticides and chemicals the plowing the land and mild crops is a complete crisis of the planet. And yet there's no government on the earth that's 
sounding the alarm. The agriculture industry is utterly convinced that, you know, more, you, you, you know, more tampering of seeds will be the solution to feed the world. It, it, you know, there's just no clue as to what it is that's coming our way. What we actually need now is to create a new economic model. If you look at current nations, every single nation on earth, without exception to my knowledge, promote growth and consumption as the fundamental economic model for full employment. And growth and consumption is the greatest single threat to the human race that we face right now. And there is no discussion about it. There, there's no economic option. You know, we're all, one, one global economy is really, let's just grow, grow, grow. I mean, look at what's happening in China. <laughs> Floods coming into cities and everything, and it just, it, it's just incomprehensible that a fundamental radical shift of direction has to take place. So my view is to set up a new model of how to live on Earth where people can literally live and thrive without destroying the planet. And then as events come in, the human race will turn their attention to our solution. I'm not saying it's the only strategy. I'm just saying it's an urgent strategy for those that get it. Mm -hmm. We need to set up and get ready now. We need to start thinking about building a new nation on Earth that doesn't perish from the planet, that actually is going to create a way to live and thrive. Not, it's not hardship and struggle that I envision at all, but it, it's a complete, you know, we, we don't have to rely on products from the rainforest or, or deliveries from China to have a beautiful way of life. But it is a extreme shift that is called for right now. And so to try to take this battle into politics or to get big corporations, you know, thinking that their technology solutions are going to solve the problem, you know, you know, I all that's fine, but that's not where I'm going to put my focus. I'm basically going to work with people that are going to build a new nation on the planet based on a new way of living. And that includes a, a new covenant for a new humanity, a new, a new way to be in respect and collaboration with each other as well. There's um, an organization in, out of London, it's a lawyer who, um, who has uh, formed a law called Ecocide. And uh, uh, Polly Higgins is her name. And uh, it's like a genocide law, it's, but it's to do with the environment, the ecology. And she has many, many countries signed up. I'm actually going to be re-interviewing her and get an update exactly on the numbers. Of course, you know, everybody always knew that the U.S. would be the last one ever to sign. Um, but it holds the country accountable for any harm that they're doing to the planet or to uh, their human occupants. And uh, so there are a lot of countries out there, you know, becoming more mindful, becoming more conscious and really recognizing the writing on the wall and wanting to change. And the other thing is I'm seeing with the millennials today, I think they're kind of divided in almost two sections. Um, so many I know, and I have three millennial kids, their friends aren't into the, you know, the fast cars and the big house, things that we were drawn to in the 80s and the 90s, you know, like you need the big house and 
the dozen cars and you know the heavy mortgage and everything else they're not into that they're into um you know the land the ecology the psychology of people um they seem to be a lot more philanthropists uh, and caring and uh, you know it and then of course you've got the other side of it as well but i'm seeing a lot more in this so i think that a lot of the young people are looking at and going you know parents you screwed up you know the last two generations have totally screwed up um and we need to kind of take back this land and and look at uh, being more respectful of it and we don't need all these bells and whistles you know we we want to have fun we want to enjoy ourselves but we do that by coming together and having fun with each other um in a very simplistic way so I think the tide is turning, but is it turning enough? And of course, where we really need the impact, it's not just on the people every day changing this, their own system within their own household, but also in the, uh, in the corporations that are selling products that, as you say, are coming from everywhere else that we don't need, um, and maybe g selling us products that help us do sustain our lives rather than just add more frivolity to it. Yes, well, I, I really agree. I think that millennials are the hope of the world, you know, and then, and then uh, before them or after them comes this Generation Z. I'm really impressed with them, too. People that are, you know, in middle school and high school today, there, there's some exceptional leadership that is already emerging. I plan to do a national speaking tour of college campuses starting this fall. And I, I really am looking forward to that conversation. Uh, I, I think that the, the the openness to basically realize the state of the world is, is really there. You know, you think about who really does represent the future of humanity. You know, is it a minority of the United States that elects, you know, a, a strange Republican candidate who wants to roll back Paris and roll back the protections such as they are on groups like EPA or protections of wildlife sanctuaries, you know, <laughs> is, is that protections really of anything, what, full stop, you know, humanity, you know, got, human rights or anything, you know, they're rolling yeah, back on all of it. <laughs> got half the world is under the age of 25, it would seem like that might be the constituency that would represent the future of humanity rather than the, uh, an illegitimate president of the United States that represents less than 5% of the whole world. Uh, so, so we need to change our focus on who we address then. You know, if we yeah, address I, all I, the millennials, I, I mean, we're already tipping the scale. I feel like let's go where where we belong yeah, and support yeah. that. Uh, you know, it's the same way in the sixties. I mean, no one anticipated that tens of millions of people, most of them in their twenties, would just seemingly come out of nowhere and stand down and entrench racist segregation culture and the war in Vietnam, yeah. you know, really spectacular. Uh, and and my view is that young people today are, are so much more in number, size, and creativity than anything we dreamed of in the 60s. Uh, I, I really believe the story of our time is not Donald Trump, but a new generation that is about to change the world. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. I mean, just the sheer view of, you know, there's Bernie Sanders, a 74-year-old Jewish guy, 
um, who's been an activist really his whole life, hasn't he? Um, he is, if anybody's standing for humanity, he is. He really doesn't care what color you are, what creed, what anything. It's all about those human rights and holding people accountable. And look at the following that he had of millennials. Um, you know, of across the board, you know, race, um, economics, everything. And it's because he was speaking from that human connection. And, uh, you know, we, uh, he woke them up. And what yes. we've got to do is keep them stirred up because quite essentially we're handing this mess over to them and saying, help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So uh, what kind of product, I know you've got the, the Colorado Showcase kind of has 10 principles um, that, uh, you know, oops, I've just pressed the wrong thing here, 10 principles that you follow. How about we kind of go through those 10 principles and, and look at where uh, they can be um, embraced. So you have the first one, which um, would you like to read through it? Would you like me to? Well, you know, we we have a a concept. I'll just back up a little bit uh, that we want to create a showcase of how to live in the world. And quite honestly, this has been the mission of eco villages around the world. And, and there's been a couple things missing. A lot of eco-villages actually have two challenges. One is that they, they don't have the, either the know-how or the technologies to truly live and thrive. They move on to land. And I'm just being honest, not, not every case is like this, but in many cases, it's a bit of a hardship and struggle. It, it isn't like, you know, a, a living and thriving and, and truly thriving uh, without destroying the planet it is quite a feat, okay? And so I think into that mix, we have now in the world technologies that are utterly breathtaking and new that need to come out and need to be shown, not, you know, not scientifically studied because a lot of them challenge the fundamental laws of our science. You know, I'd rather just do a show and tell. Here you are, look at this, mm -hmm. <laughs> see what you think, you right. know, really see it, you know. So that's one thing. But the other thing is that if you had a, a world conference of people in eco-villages today and say, well, what, what is your number one problem? You will, I mean, there's just, there's everybody agrees. There is one problem that no one's been able to solve and I call it the people problem. Yeah. People, people, people. I mean, yeah, a group of people come together. They are very inspired by the vision to be sustainable and, and live live aligned with the intelligence of nature and things like this. And yet there's maybe one person or five people that just, you know, have not been able to un untie their commitment to drama and trauma. And they're trying to operate as a consensus group. And so they literally, I mean, the the drama and trauma just sucks the oxygen right out of the room and no one knows how to deal with it. I mean, eventually the, the community asks the, the person to go, but that takes three years. And, and there's just such a debilitating effort to try to solve this. And so 
Uh, myself and a group of people have been working for years to see if we can develop an approach. I said at the beginning of this talk, Sarah, that, that the human race is in an immature stage of awareness. Mm -hmm. And so the, the new model for a new way of living needs to also embrace in some creative, brilliant, you know, non-threatening way a journey to evolve. And quite honestly, evolution is self-selecting. You can't really impose it on anybody. People choose to evolve. I'm talking about awareness now, not, not how much money you have or, or even what your values are. I'm talking about a spirituality, if you want to call it that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an awareness. But I'll awakening. give an example. You know, I'll give an example. The human body has 14 senses, not five. Okay? And, then, and, the, and there isn't any eco-village on Earth that can tell you what those 14 senses are or, how, or where they're located or turn them on. Some people tap into them without fully knowing what they are, like take a dowser. So you're in an eco-village, or in a farm for that matter, and you're trying to find water. So here comes this person that just walks out of the land and says, well, it's right here. Just drill 150 feet straight down, and there's seven gallons a minute. And, and they buy it and do it and realize he was precisely correct. It's like, oh, my God, how, how are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Now, the, the dowser would say something like, well... Spirit showed me, or you know, uh, you know, I listened to God, or something like that. You know, the fact is, is that uh, he has sonar in the hair follicles of his ear, and he's been able to turn that sonar on, and it gives you a a sense that that you know is is anyone has it if they knew had the know how for to doing it. So this kind of know how we all want to bring into our showcase community. So it's not just living and thriving, it's having respect and collaboration. Yes. And I don't, I don't mean groupthink, and I don't mean this is a new religion that's needed. You know, I, it's, you can have strong differences and, and hold them strongly, and yet still really solve big problems together because you respect each other. But, but takes a different kind of awareness than basically puffing your ego up and beating yourself on the chest and screaming at everybody because they don't do it right. It's That just doesn't work. And so we have a little system. It's actually 13 principles that where we have a little deck of cards and you just shuffle the cards and let your own body intelligence pick a principle for the day. And then there's a one-page write-up. Now, the principles themselves are universal, not very controversial. The one-page write-up, though, has understandings that are completely new to the world, that are coming in at this time. You won't find these understandings in any tradition, any spiritual practice, anywhere. They're coming in at this time. They're phenomenal. I mean, they're true. Like, for example, a person has... Uh, I mean, the drama and trauma person has an addiction to a chemistry in their own body. 
And so to basically deal with drama and trauma, or for that matter, almost any chemical addiction, you've got to understand how consciously you're going to turn off the outer cortex of your adrenal glands that's producing a dark yellow hormone in the bloodstream that is drying out your skeleton and causing your cell walls to get mushy. It's an aging chemistry. It's the chemistry of fear, technically. How do you turn that off consciously mm -hmm. and then turn on dopamine, serotonin, endorphins? So, so you can literally take charge consciously of your own body chemistry. This, this is so incredible what I'm sharing with you right now. And, and this is new to the world. This understanding is brand new to the world. And this is going to come into our showcase. So here's a community that has more than technologies. It, people actually like each other get along, you know, and, and they, they, they can disagree, but their disagreement is used to get creative to solve a problem, not to attack each other. No one ever does any blame because in this community, everybody knows that when you point a finger and get angry at your neighbor, it creates a chemistry in your own body itself. I mean, it's, it's like when you attack someone else with ferocity and anger, it actually affects your body chemistry. And so how, how, do we, how do we evolve? How do we go on a journey to evolve and actually change our own understanding of ourselves? I mean, yesterday a report came out that 91 Americans die every single day from opioid addictions. How are we going to solve this problem? You know, and, and so and you got a White House that basically wants to cut all funding to these kinds of support programs. You've got 10 million Americans right now that suffer from mental illness and nobody has any idea how to how to deal with this. You know, it's just, you know, the whole world is going into fear and divide and the whole world is moving into attack and and blame and finger pointing. And so this is the the real mission of the new humanity is to create a new human being as well as a new way of living. And well, that's what we're up to in our showcase demonstration. Uh, to, um, before we go into, you know, what they, you know, what are some of the principles are, um, you know, uh, we know that anger, as you said, changes the chemistry of our body. You know, we're busy angry at someone else, but the person it hurts is you. Um, you know, it disrupts the whole cellular structure in your body and a great deal of the illness, you know, especially like cancer and, and many other anxieties that happen in the body, you know, start breaking the body down. And that's why we're seeing such a rampant of, um, you know, post-traumatic stress, of cancer and, uh, and of many other types of illnesses because the body can't live on this high alert, high fear, high stress, high anger the whole time. So it starts breaking everything down. And really, if you really ask the person when they're calm, do you really enjoy being in that anger state all the time? It's no, you know, because they feel so unwell. Uh, yet when you're in that peaceful state and you've learned to communicate and you've learned to collaborate and you've learned to embrace the differences and see things from a different perspective and uh, not dictate your own, but, you know, participate in the conversation, in that collective conversation, you see that there's a synergy and a harmony 
and an energy that is so healing to the mind psyche, to the body, uh, to the atmosphere, to the collective, to the global village, that you know the solution that we're busy looking for lies within us. So if we're not willing to change, we're not going to change anything out there. So the change must happen within us first. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think it's a, it's a great challenge. I, I think that we also have to find a way to not preach at people who are caught up in their addiction to blame and finger yeah. pointing. That we need to create a way to, to basically try an approach where they get their own evidence to what you're saying. I, is it really true, not because somebody says it is, but because their own life is gets beautiful and and happy and their body chemistry actually changes, you know. I mean, I'll give you an example of, of our 13 principles. The first principle is called everything is better than anything you could possibly imagine. It's It's a concept that for 30 days, you take this idea and you you test it out for yourself. So for just one month, that's all. You Everything that comes in front of you, no matter the evidence, no matter what the history of this has been, it, this is a principle to evaluate the role of your own perception in creating your own reality. Now, the human race believes, everyone pretty much, that the world outside myself is real and independent of myself. Bad things happen for no reason at all. The idea that my own perception, my own thoughts are creating every experience that I'm having down to the tiniest detail is just absurd. It's it's silly. And, and yet this one principle will give you the evidence as to whether or not perception, your perception may be the only power tool you actually have, that you can transform the experiences in front of you. I don't mean that you're creating the world. I mean that what you draw to you and what upsets you is coming from yourself. Yes. So th that's, that's also, I mean, whatever you fear, that's what you attract. Yeah, precisely. And whatever you condemn is what you're going to experience. Mm -hmm. But rather than make it a philosophy where, you know, follow me or get out, you know, yes. you just basically practice this one principle for anything that comes in front of me is going to be better than anything that you could possibly imagine. And you have to feel it and not fake it and do it. And, and you just get your own evidence as to whether or not it matters at all and it has any effect at all. And, you know, we've done this for years. And so we know what I mean, it just. People just are transformed right before their eyes, you know. It's like, oh my God, you know. It's, it's and if you have a little group doing it together, right. I mean, then everybody reinforces everybody. So if you have a community of people yeah. practicing, everything is going to be better than you could ever imagine. It 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 transforms the entire community, and that's one of thirteen principles. And when you put them all together, you literally create a covenant for a new humanity. With, it, without really imposing anything on anybody. It's just a way to get your own evidence that there is a way to walk out of the fear and the divide and the dread and the worry and the stress. I think if we focus on what to be grateful for instead of what you haven't got, you would realize that you have a lot more than what you think you don't have. I, 
Right. Totally agree. So yeah. No, I, I really do it. See, now, I mean, take, I call we call that principle appreciation and gratitude. And so that's one of the principles. And you basically go into the day and you just, you know, experience yourself, appreciation and gratitude. What most people, though, uh, uh, realize that, you know, people appreciate being appreciated. What people don't understand is that appreciation and gratitude transforms your own body chemistry. Yeah. If you want to basically start to create dopamine and serotonin, which are beautiful chemistries to just give you joy, happy, you know, that, that there is no better tool on earth than simply to change your awareness into appreciation and gratitude. That, and, you know, the thing is you have to go and try it and see for yourself if this is true. You can change and transform your own body chemistry with one principle alone, which is everything is in, you just, everything you see is just, you have appreciation and gratitude, appreciation and gratitude. You can start to experience this even in one day, but if you make this a practice for your life, it's transforming. It's just, it's unbelievable the change that occurs in yourself as you appreciate others who so appreciate your appreciation. I also think that, you know, walking your own canvas, you know, paint the picture of what you want to be in your own life and walk that canvas. Uh, you know, if, if, if this is the kind of joy you want, if this is the kind of purpose you want, if this is kind of feeling you want, paint that picture, but make sure that you are in the picture. You know, there's so many people that sit back and go, yes, I want joy, I want this, I want that, but they're waiting for that Amazon delivery. They're not getting up and participating in the action that is needed because they think it's hard. But when you just simply break it down, you know, into the gratitude of what you have instead of what you haven't in the simple joys of life you know that nothing can bring you more joy you know or bring you to understanding joy than looking at animals play or children play or hearing the laughter um, or getting out in nature and seeing things growing around you um, we keep looking for these big complexities where really it's the simple things those fundamental everyday beautiful innocent simple things that can really bring you the joy and actually teach you what joy is so you now know how to go and pursue joy yeah well i i really agree with you you know what i want to say again sarah is that there is a there is a incredible group of human beings in the world right now who are on this journey to evolve yeah. They, they're, you know, it's we've never seen anything like it. I mean, there's always been individuals who have been able to change their own awareness and do the things that you're talking about, and they've inspired their whole generation. But suddenly, there's tens of millions yes. of people who are on this journey, mm -hmm. and at the same time, information that is completely new to the world is coming in to support this group of people. Uh, my partner Kirsten and I are having a little free coaching session on April 23rd. And we're going to introduce this information at that time. If any of your listeners would like to join us, it's uh, FFH, Foundation for Humanity, ffh.org forward slash new humanity. And uh, this will be on Zoom, a video conference, and uh, you know we'll get more into what. The, I mean, we can't 
in the scope of today with us cover this, but uh, what I'm really saying is that this is really profoundly valuable and helpful, and we're just simply trying to make it available to whoever wants it, you know. We're going to be setting up communities based on this understanding as well as these technologies. And our, our mission really is to create a, a, a new nation in the world that basically is, can showcase how to live and thrive in, in a way where people enjoy life and, right. and get along and I, you know are not in this endless assault on each other you know <laughs> just you know do it and so anyway we're we're pretty excited that that this is actually possible you know history says the darkest hour is just before the dawn right. and if, if if that you know there's this whole thing i call it the new humanity this emergence global family that's occurring that's going to be supported with brilliant know-how and knowledge that's never been here before and technologies that are utterly new to the world as well really gives the possibility that there could be a way out of the impasse that we're in right now. I believe that very much it is. You know, with um, five years of hosting and uh, 800 shows myself under my belt and 800, 1,800 collective shows on selfdiscoveryradio.com, um, you know, it's, I'm seeing, I'm hearing firsthand the movers and the shakers, the people that are in that beautiful energetic movement, um, the enlighteners, and, and every single one of those people have come to this realization of what is needed and finding their meaningful purpose, their gift in the world to, to share with humanity. They came through it through their own transition, through their own redirect. Um, some of them had the cosmic hatchet in the head. Uh, and lost everything, you know, in order to kind of rise from those ashes. And some people, it was just a gentle kiss on the brow. This is the way to go. But they all embraced um, a life that was more meaningful, purposeful, and that they were designed to do. And in that beautiful uh, open consciousness uh, and in the gift that they were given to share, it is literally, you know, vibrating around the world. And, of course, with this wonderful thing called the Internet, we can reach people anywhere in the world. And we're not just reaching them you know, with the show at a time, we're reaching them vibrationally. Because even while we're talking right now, those vibrations are already going out. They're already resonating out there. It's absolutely so wonderful to see all of this. It's not something that's going to be on CNN, you know, uh, and we don't want it to be because they'll contaminate it. This is a movement for the people that are in the movement that are collaborating and supporting and celebrating each other and building this movement for the common cause, which is that new humanity. And uh, over the last five years with the interviews I've done, it's given me great encouragement of the people out there and the work that they're doing. And one of the reasons you know, I started this particular channel of Eco Solutions is that every single body can be a part of this new ecology. And it's not about you have to be heavy technology that you don't understand. It's about changing your way of life. And first you have to change your inner self for your outer practices to change. Yes. Well, that's really beautiful, Sarah, really. You know, I, I know you, you, you really have created a beautiful network of people that reflect. Whoop, you're cutting up. No, what I'm also... Do this work that you know you have 
you know, so beautifully express and represent is that there is information new to the world yeah. that is arriving. Let me give you one example. Uh, you, you know, you've used the word joy. Uh, joy is a desire that certainly people that are working with themselves and want to see joy happen in the world, joy to the world. <laughs> okay. yes. So, but at the same time, and I, I'm, I mean, no criticism of anybody in saying this, uh, joy is an extraordinarily high vibration. So, I mean, using the word vibration, everything does have a frequency. Yeah. You know, uh, so you're right. I mean, these words going out on the internet, uh, the the cup of coffee that you're holding it, everything is expressed in a vibration. So joy, pure electrical joy has a frequency or vibration as well. And I submit that that has been hidden from the world. We come close to joy, but the actual frequency of joy precisely has never been known. And now it's here. Not only is mm. here, but it's captured. And it can be it can be embedded in a recording. And so a a recording with pure electrical joy embedded <laughs> in it that you basically just actually listen to causes your own cellular vitality to go on. I mean cellular vitality has to do with aging. Okay, so there's a frequency called pure electrical joy. It's extremely high. It's subtle, but it's transforming when you expose yourself to it over and over every yeah. day. We we have a little meditation. We've just put pure electrical joy embedded right into the recording. You know, right. so so you know we kind of climb up in our frequency to pure electrical joy, but. It's no joke. I mean, it's actually there, and it's never been here like that before. And now it's available to everybody. And so it's things like that. I mean, there's another hundred items like that, okay, that I'm talking about. And so uh, it causes me to be excited, and I look forward to finding any way I know to bring this know-how to your network of people because that's who really would value be, you know, benefit us all so much to be able to reconstruct ourselves. Really, no kidding. You know, yes. the the spiritual community is great, but you know, the new age doesn't have it all figured out. You know, we we there's still egos running around. I don't know anybody in the new age that I've ever met that can tell you how many egos they have, or how they're created, or what is their material. Or where are they located? Or how exactly would you find them? And especially, how would you name them and let them go? How, how do you do that exactly? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I mean, maybe I'm not saying there's not somebody who knows that, but I've never met them. But now, information new to the world answers that question precisely and exactly in a way that lets you get your own evidence if, if it's true or not true. You know, I've interviewed people that are doing extraordinary things, like being able to even regrow organs, which is just tapping into the DNA and letting the body, you know, reconstruct. And yeah. people go, oh, that's too far-fetched. And why would it be? 
You know, we, we recycle our cells all the time. We recycle in our bodies constantly, it, you know, like a snake, dead skin, you, everything. Why couldn't it do that if you know how to tap into the DNA? Um, oh. I've interviewed a lot of people on the quantum physics, you know, of just tapping into certain energy and, and curing people. You know, all of this is there. It's all evident. Um, it's all happening. We've just got to open up our, our minds to stop limiting, stop humanizing everything and understanding that there is there the cosmic energy is a technology itself um, yeah. you know that runs through us that runs through every single particle that is out there and if you understand it you can kind of manipulate it and re-energize it and redirect it and that's really all that you're doing and you know we've got to understand technology isn't always nuts and bolts or you know software um, it is um, it is very much tapping into what we already have and uh, you know using it and applying it in a different way but having said that I do want to bring up a few technological things that you're doing and I see that you know you're a great hemp user uh, and hemp is an absolutely wonderful product isn't it and is and can do so much how about we just hit on a few things of what um, hemp can do that you've got uh, that you've got here well, it's more like what hemp can't do. Yeah, <laughs> I discussion. I know it's just amazing, you know, that it's been a legally forbidden in the United States <laughs> because it might have something to do with marijuana, you know, which might have something to do with you know harder drugs. Uh, but you know, they, there are states that are moving beyond that. Where I live in Colorado is one of them. It's not legal to grow hemp. And, and and marijuana in in this state um, hemp is just a uh, incredible product for uh, clothes houses you know one of our interests is creating a new health and healing system and we've put together some amazing discoveries of which uh, CBDs that can be produced naturally from hemp uh, is is really a very vital component in the process of healing addictions and you know restoring cellular vitality. Uh, CBDs are are quite a thing. We have a unique technology that has able to extract CBDs from hemp at, in a way that's new to the world. I mean, a process that would normally take 57 hours, we can do it in three hours, and so we we can revolutionize our, the production of CBDs. We've recently discovered that a, a complex homeopathic remedy that's been under the radar for years, but the owner who's a dear friend of mine has been quietly doing clinical studies one after another, most of them really outside the United States, to not draw attention to it, to build a scientific case that this may this appears to be the biggest medical discovery in history. Uh, it certainly is curing every uh, AIDS, uh, drug-resistance TB, every form of cancer, including aggressive pancreatic cancer, stage four lung cancer, and now by adding CBDs to the uh, to the complex formula, homeopathic formula. We're, we're discovering new things. I mean, there's a, we're, we're testing people with tremors, for example, and there we have some videos of, a, you know, elder, elder people that with their hands are just shaking. 
and they simply take three drops of a material that's non-toxic and completely safe. I mean, it's technically just water, but it's got energy in it. Right. And 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 you watch right before your eyes in this video, this person whose hands are just shaking uncontrollably, it, it just stops. And, and he, he gets control of his physical situations, you know? And we're seeing this ha have profound impact on Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, I mean, really everything, you know? It's, it's just so cool. And, and I'm just getting started. I mean, we have a complete health and healing system that doesn't dismiss Western medicine, it doesn't say there's never a role for surgery, but it, it, it more or less eliminates the entire pharmaceutical concept. It's, it's, well, that's it's why it's such a threat, though, you know? Hmm? You know, anytime you go up against pharmaceutical, which has become a massive, you know, giant, um, you know, it's in their interest to keep people sick. Uh, it's in, the, you know, the, they profit from that. They don't want anything that's just going to simply make people well because that's, you know, cuts into their profits. Uh, and we actually have to stop feeding that giant. Um, we have to start saying, no, you know, this is my body. I'm going to take ownership of it. And I'm going to go and look for things that are going to help me be well that aren't pharmaceutical. Uh, because the only way you're going to change that system is because we change the system of our practices. Would you explain what CBD actually stands for? Uh, it's it's a part of of a yeah, of of a of hemp or or marijuana that is it's really the oil that's extracted. So you know it's usually done with pressure. Uh, our system is a is a vacuum technology, and it, it's essentially the the oil of hemp is is what CBDs are, and it has a medicinal and health benefit that is being widely recognized. It's it's freaking out the pharmaceutical industry somewhat, but at this point, it's still. You know, it's 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 growing by leaps and bounds yeah. in the world, uh, and and so yeah, it's it's we 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 just think it's a component of our health system. I I agree with you. You know, one of the thoughts that I've had, I've recently been to Vietnam several times to present the. Uh, we have a way to basically return the quality of life to victims of chemical agent orange. Wow. And I have the government of Vietnam now supporting me to bring a, do a campaign and treat you know five million people afflicted with chemical agent orange. This is a problem. No one has any solution for it. People are just you know taken care of as best they can in Vietnam. But this this basically is a way to remove the um, toxins from the body and and restore cellular vitality. It, if there's genetic deformities, it won't heal that, but it gives a person back their life. And so, uh, one possibility might be to launch this discovery from from uh, from Indochina and just let the whole world see it. Uh, you know, as a way to begin to have this discussion with the pharmaceutical industry. We also have the support of the Ukraine to come in and and basically treat the uh, victims of, 
of nuclear radiation in Chernobyl. Uh, we are, have a study right now going on in the U Ukraine that has captured the attention of their government because it's, it's curing AIDS. In fact, the Minister of Health of the Ukraine recently announced to the General Assembly of the United Nations that a cure for AIDS was coming from the Ukraine. And they're talking about what, you know, our, our product, our technology. Well, as I said, the U.S. will probably be the last place to adopt it because of, you know, pharmaceuticals. Well, uh, it could be, you know, we, we, we could uh, set something up and, and, and basically we make no medical claims about it right. and just, Nutrient. you know, work in our own community yeah. with it. Uh, it's, it, uh, it, is, it, it is an issue, you know, we'll see. One of the things, Sarah, that I've learned is that never underestimate a movement. It's a rare social phenomenon, but... Movements are like an avalanche, you know, they, they take out walls. And so, it, you know, we have a movement beginning now in this country. And, and movements have the ability to basically shut industries down that are going to basically, you know, not get with the program. So we're, we're a formidable force if we're not just you know, a few people or individuals that care about humanity, but but we really have a new humanity movement, you know, and so that's really what's evolving right now in our world. It, it needs structure and support and so forth, and, you know, people like yourself are, are doing that every day, building that support, and that really, to me, is the way that we're going to deal, not just with the pharmaceutical industry, but every industry that's on a journey to des destroy the planet. And quite honestly, it's hard to see many that aren't. I mean, you know, I'm talking about the agriculture industry, the petroleum industry, the chemical industry, the plastic industry. It's, it's, a, it's a formal task to basically get a civilization to revamp its entire way of living. But you know, so we have two powerful forces. One is ourself, our yes. movement, and the other is events that are coming. So right. watch and see what happens as events arrive, okay? So organizations that look so formidable and that you can never stand up to them because they've got all the money and everything, they're, they're, these institutions and these governments, are not, are, that are, they're going to be struggling to cope themselves. Yeah. And it's really the new humanity that's going to emerge to be the new leadership of a new direction for the planet. I totally and one million percent agree on that. It is, you know, I don't know if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, but, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a, a bit in there where the elves are leaving and saying, you know, the elves now are leaving and it's now the time of man. And, right. you know, in a way, I think we've become a little, um, uh, the underground is a little elvish right now. Right. Where we're stepping into wisdom. We're stepping yeah. into, into that, um, you know, uh, commutative wisdom and understanding that wisdom is only uh, as strong as it is shared. Um, right. And, uh, you know, that man on its own who is very destructive, you know, needs that integration. Um, we are incredible human beings if we step into our divineness. Um, you know, whether you want to call that spirituality or whatever, I'm told stepping into consciousness, stepping into awareness, stepping into all of your senses stepping into humanity you know being there as a collaborator for humanity not a 
not a dictator or a destructor. And, you know, we want to see the change. We've got to be the change. But look at something simple as like, you know, McDonald's and these other fast food places. You know, it came about people complaining about the styrofoam. So they changed their whole packaging to more biodegradable. Yeah. You've got the supermarkets instead of plastic bags. Bring your own bag or it's a, a brown paper bag. You know, we have the ability to make the change. We just have to create a chorus that is so strong and so vibrational and non-threatening, but at the same time persuasive and sing our song and we will make the change. Because for every single one of those industries, the bottom line is their wallet. And if they're not going to change, they're going to get left behind. So they may as well change to our demands. And they can still stay in business. But if they don't change to our demands, they will get left behind. Because as you said, this movement is a, a is becoming a tidal wave and it's going to wash over them before they even know what's hit them. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> You're there, my darling. You're leading the way. <laughs> and that's what's so great. You're leading the way. You're not out there with the, you know, with the picket sign or the pitchfork you know, in, and everything that you do. You're out there with usable solutions um, and applications and right. uh, you know, uh, uh, things that people can tangibly get behind. You know, when people say, it's all very well, I'd like to protest, I'd like to, to speak out, but how, where? Yeah, I don't want the police knocking down my door. You know, what can I do that I can still be secure but make my voice heard? And you've developed that platform for people in a way that they can step up, they can be accountable, they can speak out in a way that is safe, is secure. And a lot of it's purely by how the, they change the practices in their own life. Yes. You know what, I want to just mention, I really agree with you, Sarah, thank you so much. I, I want to just add, though, that we understood something in the 60s that has not been quite understood yet today. You know, we have a movement today, the Women's March, the people that turn out Republican town hall meetings. Uh, you know, we have a focus on congressional advocacy. We have states declaring their whole state as a sanctuary state. Uh, but there's, there is this worry that, you know, police might come and knock on my door. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we had police knock on our doors in the 60s. We did. But our response wasn't to be in fear about it. Our response was to basically respond with resistance. And we, we had many, many people in the hundreds of thousands that were willing to go to prison to defend, you know, what was right. I organized the largest civil disobedience arrest in American history in 1971. And we set out to close down the whole entire government. And it, it, it shook the White House to the core. And it, it basically, uh, according to congressional testimony later, was really the reason that Nixon decided that he had to enter into a Paris peace accords and bring a conclusion to the Vietnam War. So it's 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 not here yet, the, that part of our movement. I think it's going to appear with sanctuary cities. So, I mean, I my daughter is the music director at a Unitarian church, and the church has declared that it's a sanctuary church. And yet... When ISIS police show up with a warrant that makes it legal for them to come into the church and arrest the family, an immigration family that 
has one person that is going to be deported and the others are legal citizens, okay? The, the church doesn't have a solution for that. The minister will collapse, okay? You know, it's a group they have to come in. But if there were 25,000 people around the church yeah. who basically were willing to go to prison, that changes the equation. That changes everything. Now now you're a world event, okay? You're going to arrest 25,000 people in Denver, you know, for one family. Now that makes you, that recalculates everything. So this, there's a there's a second part of our movement that is yet to ignite, but it is coming. And let us, that let us will, not forget something you else, know, it's Jenny. a different approach to I'm afraid that somebody's going to knock right. on my door. You know, you know me, I'd say, well, you know, if I somebody knocks on my door, then, you know, I, I, I have the support of millions of people who will go to jail. You know, I mean, so. But, but there's something that, else. There's something else. If you've got, you know, tens of thousands of people around that church, every single one of them shooting live with their phones mainstreaming yeah, right. on social media absolutely. showing the world yeah right absolutely. why are we why are we seeing so much you know um you know the cops shooting people the the bullying the the brutality especially yeah. of black people um you know we're seeing so much of that and we're seeing it on camera and of course you know it's always the cop gets off well the outrage against that is brewing to a point that it's going to burst um, and but if every cell phone is turned on to every single one of those people, and you're you've got now not a riot because yeah. we don't want riots, we want statements, and that statement is no, you are not going to take these people. They are human beings, and this is their sanctuary. Uh, we really do have to come together on force. And uh, will there be a few people that um, you know uh, may? be at the bludgeon on the front lines, put the people who are willing to do that on the front lines, but get those cameras out, get your voice in unison. Do not turn to violence. Yeah. Right? You can raise your voice up in, in synergy and in harmony, but the moment you turn to violence, you've justified their action. Yeah. Yeah, no, nothing dis dissipates your, your support of the public than, you know, starting to break windows and, right. you know, throw rocks and things like that. You know, I think we were stronger in that way in the 1960s as well. I mean, we had many, many uh, voices for nonviolence. I was the coordinator of the largest anti-war and civil rights coalition of that time, and every single organization, there were 150 national organizations in coalition, every one of them had a pledge to nonviolence. And so that also needs to come forward for today as well. And you know, when you do have those people that are professional rioters, you know, they're in there to stir it up and create viol uh, violence. Um, you know, they've often been paid to do that. Um, you know, the, the masses need to turn on them and remove them straight away, defuse the situation straight away before they cause the trouble. Um, and again, with nonviolence, but most certainly with accountability. Um, because you know, we've, we've how many marches have we had now where peacefully, uh, you know, millions of people have marched together peacefully. Um, and it can be done, and it should be done, and we should be doing it more often, uh, and raising those voices in harmony. And of course, social media is a brilliant platform for that. Um, you're always going to get somebody who's going to come back nasty. You don't defuse it with nastiness. You either educate them or delete them. 
<laughs> one or the other. But you, yeah. you know, we can use our voice on social media. Um, and every time somebody comes back with a nasty statement, just come back at them with love and, and enlightenment. And keep doing that until you, you know, until they either go somewhere else or you defuse that. But we've got the power within us. We've just got to be willing to step up, you know, yeah. with with our voices, with our harmony, with our vibration, with our technologies. Um, you know, as I said, a lot of people think that sustainability and, uh, you know, and technologies are the only way to save the planet. But as you pointed out, people are the worst detriment to this planet. We're the worst plague, and yet we can cure that plague with a different attitude, and it's certainly one of gratitude. Yeah, nice. So any other kind of technologies you've got there as well, as this is a technical show, any other oh, yeah. things that you've got there? Well, I know we were going to go into that. I, I would say that um, I owned a, a property, 80 acres, uh, west of Denver, and uh, if we had Kent Holmes on the property, uh, my partner and I, and we began a search for uh, the really rare inventor who uh, had discovered something that if it could be commercialized would, would literally change the daily life and basic understanding of more or less everybody in the world. And over many, many year, decades really, uh, we have now, I would say, 20 uh, technologies that fall into that category. They're all new to the world. They're, they're not, I mean, we have some things in solar and wind, but they're, they're not like <laughs> what people think of with solar wind and so forth. You know, these, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about little devices that can hold in your hand that cost more or less nothing to operate and and you know power a 5,000 square foot home Wow! a a new approach to building a new approach to transportation a new approach to water Uh, starting with bringing water out of the atmosphere we have a technology that can generate 30,000 gallons a day by converting hydrogen and oxygen in the air not water in the no moisture is needed okay to produce that level of water uh, we have transportation systems that push off against the gravity and so that you can move across the land without any any sound at, at very rapid paces, really. Uh, we have a way to take hydrogen and oxygen or water and, and and uh, not not do electrolysis in the conventional sense of hydrogen goes to one side of a membrane and oxygen to the other. Actually, there's no membrane, and the hydrogen and oxygen bubble up to create a, a stable stetrometric mix, and and it produces qualities that have never been seen before. Um, it's it's a way to basically take any conventional motor running on diesel or gasoline and convert it into running on water. And so um, transportation can run on water, air, and and other methods, <laughs> okay, like, like magnetics. <laughs> so uh, it's permaculture would be the agricultural system, but it's a 2.0 version of permaculture 
I'm sure many of your listeners are aware that there's a there's a group of people around the world that have developed a way to grow food that is aligned with the intelligence of nature. It's a it's an entire system that's rather brilliant. It can be brought into a city. Um, our system in our showcase is, I would say, is the 2.0 version of permaculture. For example, we can go out and do a soil test to determine what are the missing minerals, and we know how to basically identify the frequencies of those minerals and broadcast those frequencies onto out onto a land like over 100 acres, and three days later, go back and do a soil test and see that the minerals that were missing are now there. Wow. That, so, is, that is massive. Breathtaking uh. things like that are are in our hands. And so we're, we're in a design phase at this point, and uh, we're putting our funding together, and, and we're, we're proceeding. We're, you know, we are going to create a showcase that is rather spectacular, where you know, a third world country could send its entire cabinet in to see how they could live and thrive, you know, following this technology, but also we'll invite them to suggest live, live by our 13 principles too, right. you know. Exactly. So well, any, any, re any region struggling to cope can basically live and thrive with this system. And as, as things get more challenging for people, you've got 25 million people right now that are have no state at all and just have lost their humanity. This is, these are the people that I want to support. And so, you know, I, I don't really see going through politics on no. this. I, I really don't. I, I just say we'll just set up and create our own nation Absolutely. and basically function in the world for, and go where we're invited, wherever we, you know, I just think the whole world will invite us because of events that I can see and sense are coming. Well, I've certainly got some people to introduce you to, which, uh, you know, just as I said, another collaboration of community of people that think like you, uh, where I can see a synergy. And, you know, it's, as you said, it's, um, I think a, a great deal of people are just like, <laughs> let's just leave the politics behind. Nothing is going to happen there until that entire structure is restructured and uh, you know that's not going to happen today so let's get on with things um, and uh, and do it ourselves and if you look at any change that's ever happened it's never come from government it's always come from the people who see a need and provide that need that makes the change and quintessentially that is what you're doing you've created solutions to those needs and instead of waiting for kind of mar and pop and the government to kind of give you the approval, you're just getting on with it. And uh, when they start noticing that the rest of the world has taken interest in this, the rest of the world is thriving, um, the rest of the world has got technologies that puts them in an advance, and that, you know, America's become a third world country, then maybe they'll wake up. But in the meantime, you've just got to go and do what you need to do and uh, let them come around to it eventually. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I'm 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 supportive of people because our movement is so massive in this particular area. I mean, if you look at the women's march and you look at the, what's going on with congressional town hall meetings right now, yeah. these are millions of people and they are basically focusing on a relentless congressional advocacy. 
So I support that. I, I have no problem if that's your predisposition. I have no problem with transition towns either, a neighborhood that just decides to, you know, figure out how to get better insulation in the attic and start recycling and, you know, whatever. At the same time, I'm aware of what's coming. And mm -hmm. so there's, a, there's another component that I call the new humanity that it needs to do what you're suggesting. You know, let's just set up and get ready for what's coming. Yeah. But what I hope personally to do is to invite us to, to support each other. We have our differences in how to change the world. But if we don't turn on each other and we just support each other, we are the human race that will basically bring about a future that where humanity does have a future rather than there's no human being on the planet at all by the end of the century. You know, so that, you know, that's the real stark choice that we're facing right. in my view. We're, we're at that crossroads at the present moment. And, you know, you just have to watch all these movies where we've destroyed the planet and now we're going off to another planet to destroy that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, right. and, you know, that's the warning, isn't it? You know, that's the, uh, well, do you really want to le leave this incredible earth that's given you every single thing you need in life to live right. an absolutely abundant life do you really want to leave and abuse that just to go somewhere else and, you know, live in hazmat suits or on a space station? <laughs> you know, it's like appreciate, back to gratitude, back to appreciation, appreciate what you've got, value it, protect it, nurture it. Um, this earth can recycle itself at an, an alarming rate. But the way we're killing it, we're, we're killing that ability to recycle itself. So, you know, man has got to kind of step up and be accountable and uh, systems have to start changing and we're right at that crossroads right now you've got to make your choice uh, you know annihilation it's not going to come from any aliens it's going to come from us or is or, or are we going to start you know waking up putting on the common sense hat and uh, and stepping up to the plate yes i agree so it is up to us I always uh, enjoy interviewing you. You're an absolute delight. I'm completely with you on your movement. I'll do whatever little steps that I can do. Um, you know, I'm a huge advocate for people embracing their redirection and, uh, and, you know, just stepping out of their comfort zone and realizing you aren't going to be so comfortable in that in a few years because it's going to get taken away from you. Uh, and you can embrace the change now and still have comfort in a different system, but the system has to change. Um, so... It's all about us, you know. Um, it's about what are we going to do. You've got the technologies. You've got the system. You've got the platform. You've got the, the experience, the know-how, the support, the, the community, the camaraderie. Um, you've got it all there. So they don't have to go reinvent the wheel. They can just step in and kind of see what you've got and uh, adapt and adopt and uh, embrace it and bring it back to their own community. Yes, exactly. So, my dear, can uh, you please share exactly all the sites, um, the, the game, the one that you're doing on the event on April 23rd, your own site, and uh, how everybody can be a part of this on whatever level they're at? Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if people would like to learn more, uh, Kirsten and I are doing kind of a, a free live coaching uh, on on. The, everything that we're talking about here <laughs> okay now that's going to be on uh, 
April the 23rd. It's at 5 uh, p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and the uh, link is FFH, Foundation for Humanity, ffh.org forward slash new humanity. And, and then we are also uh, doing a 13-month training where this information that's new to the world is going to be presented to a group of organizers and supporters and leaders of the new humanity. This will take place around the world on a webinar. And uh, you can get all the information about that at, at the ffh.org site. Uh, then uh, I'm on a speaking tour starting in the fall, and you can learn about that at newhumanitybook.com. Um, yeah, so that, you know, keep, keep you linked with us. <laughs> right. And, you know, it, it's, as I said, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, you, you've got a system here. You've been developing it for the last 40, 50 years. Um, and, you know, it's something that, you, you know, you haven't just jumped into. And as I said, in doing these shows, uh, and I wish I could get more people on these ecology shows um, because it's, it's a hard one to get people to come and talk about. But the people that I have interviewed, you know, they're people that are, are doing it through the passion, through the conviction, through the need, you know, the urgency, um, the wanting to save the planet, wanting to, for humanity to change. And it's all about how we can step up and be a part of it. You know, this isn't something, okay, that's nice, they're doing that, I don't need to do anything. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to do your part, one step at a time or a huge leap, but at least start moving in a different direction. And you, you share the simplicities and the how. You know, the hemp oil on its own, the, the systems of the water, the recycling, you know, uh, I mean, the amount of stuff that you've got going on there already are the leaps and bounds. So it's just a question of people stepping up and, and choosing to participate uh, in a way. Um, and even just be intrigued, you know, listen to um, the webinar, get educated on what you can do. Don't be intimidated. The solution lies with each and every one of us, and we need to step up and be held accountable. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is Mama talking here. You know, come on, kids now, step I up and be accountable. <laughs> Which I'm not afraid to be Mama. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, well, it's been a delight having you back on the air here with us again, and uh, I, um, I'd love to do a round table with you and somebody else down the road, um, and just this is keep this message growing. And uh, I certainly want to be kept in the loop of everything that's going on. Um, as I said, you've already built the platform. People, you're just inviting people to be a part of it, and uh, right. in whichever way, or, or in all of the ways, it's just step up, step up, and be adventurous and explore, and you'll see the changes that are happening and how easy it is to change along with them. So, thanks so much, Renee, for being with us again here today. Thank you, Sarah. And to everybody else, remember: if you really want this planet to be around for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, if you really want that quality and that beautiful abundance of life, then I'm afraid you're going to have to step up and be a part of the solution. Okay? Until next time, folks. <laughs>